0: What's going on, everybody? It's Kevin Lewis-White just beamed down from the fifth dimension to spend some time with you guys all here on the Beyond Borders podcast.
1: Beyond Borders will start right after this message.
0: Hey, it's Kid Gravity. Is fitness important to you? I'm sure it is, especially in these uncertain times where having a fit body will help you ward off diseases like the coronavirus. So us here have partnered with Phoenix, a vitamin and supplement company aiming to make sure that you stay in the best shape possible. If you go on their website at fnxfit.com and use our promo code BEYOND, you'll see 15% off their products, whether it be supplements, protein powder, or maybe you just want a water bottle. Just tell them Beyond Border sent you. The views and opinions of this podcast are solely those of the host, and if you heard something you didn't like, then Gravity probably said it. Good afternoon sports fans this is a slight departure from the normal this is beyond borders with rose gold and kid gravity and today we're going to leave the social issues and we're going to go into the second sometimes the first pastime of the united states of america and that is sports specifically the nfl and admittedly i'm not that well versed on football and rose gold she roots for the redskins so you already know they don't know much about football either (laughs) but i reached out and i found us an expert on football and they are on the show with us today and that would happen to be sports journalist and former chargers cheerleader bridget case so miss case would you like to introduce yourself to our audience
2: Hi! Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I I really appreciate it. In this crazy time, lots of podcasts are obviously going off, so you've got a lot of guests to invite on. So I appreciate you guys reaching
1: out. Yes, course, absolutely. And yes, and we're
0: glad to have you. And it's so refreshing to have somebody linked to football because you know we're in May and this is. Just the time where everybody starts to ramp up and get ready for Mm -hmm. OTAs and training camps and rivalries and people buying their brand new jerseys. And Tampa Bay's tickets just went 450% over face value because of Tom Brady. (laughs) And we will talk about Tom Brady. But first, as we customarily do Mm -hmm. when we have guests on, we give our guests a few minutes to introduce themselves to the audience, explain their background, and... Then we dive into the questions and have fun. So Miss Bridget, it is on you.
2: Oh, all right. Well, yeah, thanks for having me. I, of course, my name is Bridget. I am a journalist by trade. And of course, podcasts are now my newest passion. Um, I launched my first podcast after Orange Slices in August. So it's not been super long. And then now I co-host Turbo Talk with Super Bowl champion Robert Turbin. So it's a fun endeavor. um, And I love, of course, going on other podcasts. But I really do believe that podcasting is the future of journalism I came from television I was a sports anchor and reporter jumping around different markets and of course covering lots of local sports but I really felt like I was missing out on connecting with my audience you know like I would get a ton of emails from uh, viewers in the community and all they wanted to know was you know when their kid was gonna be on TV it wasn't so much about the connection and the stories that I was able to tell so Fast forward to today. Um, now I'm completely digital and I found that I love it because I was really missing out while I was working in cable news. I was missing out on the digital movement. You know, um, everybody is connected to their phones. We are glued to these small devices and that's how we consume our news these days. So I really made the transformation about a year ago to go completely digital and launched my own independent journalist platform um of course my background in sports is i don't know began at a very young age i always knew that i wanted to be a journalist uh since gosh i was probably in second or third grade uh, really young i you know dressed up as a journalist for a career day and uh, i used to cover sports on the playground for my newspaper that i uh <laughs> created, and I used to cover mostly the game of tag. That was the biggest, uh, you know, headliner. Um, So I always knew that I wanted to cover sports. I was a huge fan growing up. I danced my entire life, became a professional cheerleader. I cheered at the University of Oregon, and then I cheered for the Chargers. So, um, yeah, I've just been around sports my entire life. It was immersed in my family, and I just knew that it was a passion of mine, and that's kind of where I am today.
0: Question. What kind of tag?
2: Oh, First like tag? the Yeah, you know, that's a good question. It was just kind of the tag where everybody wanted to like the girls really wanted to play with the boys, but <laughs> didn't want to play other games like they did not want to play tetherball or kickball. So okay. they would just run around and tag each other. And it, and I didn't want to play because oh, I shit. thought it was stupid. <laughs> so you I were was covering. Like, I'm going to cover it instead. <laughs> And I would interview my classmates. So oh,
0: wow. Nice. That's pretty funny. That is cool. All that's right. impressive. So, so she's she was given analysis on on tags In the and tag game. feet work. Wow. And people's feet work. Lord, that's awesome. I'm
2: gonna be honest, I completely forgot about that until probably a couple months ago. It took my mom having a conversation with me and she's like, Remember when you created that newspaper? And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was, and I figured I'm like, yeah, I used to cover tag, and I literally would write why boys, why girls like to chase boys, in tag. <laughs> like that was my headline. It was so funny.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so, you have obviously an extensive career now, and as you said, that you know, podcasting is the future. Do you think? that the sports reporters on TV are going to switch to that because I have this feeling that after this crazy year ends, I think, like you said, everybody's going to go digital now. I don't Mm -hmm. think you're going to see those legendary podcasters like Chris Berman and others on traditional TV anymore. I think they're going to move and just become their own business. Right. So do you feel yep. that's going to be the wave, or do you think that still has a little? Absolutely,
2: bit of time? no, I definitely do. Especially because of the situation that we are dealing with right now, everybody has mm-hmm. had to adapt. But you know, just even having ESPN on in the background, they advertise their podcasts on their prime time slots. You'll mm. see Mina Kimes, ESPN Daily Show. They are. They are yep. advertising mm-hmm. that, and it's a twenty-minute show. That's how you get your news daily, and I think that's really um, a tel- a telltale sign because they are the leader. They are the worldwide sports leader, and it really says, "Hey, like this is how we are consuming news, sports, yep. um, everything is catered to our audience," and they've realized like they have to, um, you know go ahead with the times and where and where we're going so i really think that to me like when i first saw that commercial i realized wow okay podcasting is the future so to see big uh networks and other conglomerates who are taking steps forward to get into the podcasting world you know the athletic now has tons of different podcasts and that was only within the last year not even that they've launched a bunch of new podcasts so i really do believe that um it is the future it's the future of journalism whether it's just audio and adding video everything is going to be digital and that's that's uh my prediction
0: cool uh,
1: i think we I got have to agree right yeah I think we're just becoming more and more of a connected society Mm -hmm. and those connections and, you know, people just want to keep staying connected. And I think having these technology around, you know, I'm having doing this interview with three or four computer on different things on. And I think we're just a very connected society. So I can see this being the trend in, in the future.
2: Absolutely. I I cannot agree with you more. You know, like I was saying, when I was working in local news, I felt so disconnected from my audience, even though I was going out on interviews multiple times a day and talking to people in person. But because I wasn't uh, giving them exactly what they wanted and making them feel a part of the news that i was bringing to them there was this huge disconnect between bridget who's on camera and then the athlete or the person i was Mm. covering um and then the and then the person actually watching the television Mm -hmm. so there was that huge disconnect and i feel like now um whether it be journalism or just other forms of media we're connecting that gap and I've seen it so much more so on social media since the pandemic hit because people realize that we do need to come together and I think that that's pretty beautiful you know despite this being such a uh, a tragic time it really is amazing that we can come together you know so many athletes are getting on social media reaching out to their fans and we kind of have this behind the scenes access now to anybody that we want you know somebody can literally feel like they are friends with Beyonce because they know what's going on in her life, right? Like you've never felt that before. And That's that's really incredible. And I think that, you know, Journalism is getting more casual and which I think is good. Um, I even had to learn how to just like shake it out and and calm down and podcasting helped me with that because it's supposed to be more conversational um, I, I do a lot of Instagram lives and I always tell my guests I want this to be conversational because people want to feel like they're hanging out with you they don't want to feel like, oh well, that's the person on television and they know more about everything than I do. you know I could never be like them no, make yourself like. The exact person that you want to be talking to, you know, think about your ideal um, person. I have this person in my head. whose name is Glenn, you know, and he <laughs> he lives at the beach. He's a single guy in his 30s, works in finance, <laughs> loves sports, is a retired college athlete, but has never really got his footing. And so I always think about Glenn as the person that I'm talking to whenever I'm on a podcast or whenever I'm on an Instagram live, whenever I'm writing, whatever it may be because that's how I really connect with my audience. And I always make sure to be accessible. You know, in this day and age, media has become so accessible, answer your DMs, you know, answer the comments, things like that. Like you will never know what kind of developments you'll make personally and professionally unless you connect with these people. And um, so that disconnect I think is almost disappearing. And I think that's a wonderful thing.
0: Cool, all right. So, podcasting is awesome. And (laughs) I think TV, and look at it this way when you do podcasting now, unless you're on video, you don't have to do makeup.
2: Oh, exactly. (laughs) Right now, I'm in workout clothes. My hair's on top of my head. Exactly. So, (laughs) there it is.
0: Yes. So, now we're going to go into your favorite subject, I hope, which is the National Football League.
1: Yes you got and it It's not tap. Yes. what
0: <laughs> Oh lord we're gonna get to your team in a minute Don't worry So hey. I don't know, it's, it's okay <laughs> So uh, We're hearing reports all over the place that You know they're trying different contingency Plans and different scenarios to try to get the season Open
1: mm-hmm. You
0: know I think Goodell wants to make sure he gets that Billion dollars in his coffer So how do you think it l- It will look if we go, I guess, more or less on schedule.
2: You mean if we do go on schedule? Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. I, I think it was huge that the NFL said that they were going to cancel international games for the 2020 season. That mm-hmm. is a big sign that says, mm-hmm. hey, like we are taking this seriously, even though the season is not close enough to really make big decisions we are taking this seriously and i'm going to tell you most nfl athletes even though they're taking it seriously they are still getting out getting their workouts in because you know they can't go to otas there's no rookie mini camp right now um (laughs) they are still taking action kind of against the rules right now to stay in shape so everybody's going to be ready but I really do believe that the National Football League offer, like operates on a whole different level than the NBA, uh, the MLB, the NHL, because it provides something else to our culture that I, I can't fully pinpoint. Um, it, it's so large. You know, my, my coach always used to say there's nothing bigger than the NFL. And it really is so true. I mean, the stadiums are the biggest and, and it's this whole big pageantry. It's more than just the games. But to me, the telltale sign is that they canceled the games um the international games you know that just comes out of course we don't really know what that means for our domestic lineup but i do think that the nfl does have a lot of time to kind of figure things out um i spoke with you know i host uh, turbo talk with um robert turbin and we had uh seahawks tight end luke wilson on the other day and robert and luke were both talking about how Playing without fans would be kind of devastating. Luke felt like he could totally do it. Rob felt like he needs to feed off the fans' energy. So I think that it really does depend on each player. Um, you, you know. But I do think that maybe playing without fans is a good idea and we would be able to operate that way but there are so many people that still are needed um you know on a day-to-day basis and to make an nfl game happen the good thing is if you think about it football only happens as far as professional wise only happens once a week it's not like the nba or the mlb where there's tons of games all week long um so there are so many more opportunities to think to take preventative measures i think that it could work if we still had to play games without fans, I think it could work. Um, I think it's a lot more overwhelming to think about it in the NBA or mm-hmm. the MLB. Um, of course, it's a little bit different because they've even thought about doing bubble leagues, you know, having a bunch of games played in Arizona and Florida and getting teams again, like without fans. But I, I really don't know what it all means. I just think that today realizing okay games are canceled um across the pond that means that the league is finally taking this very very seriously and think about it most uh most guys who are either getting traded or have just been picked up by a team or just drafted they're trying to learn plays over zoom you know how are they communicating with their teammates their new teammates you know think about tom brady obviously he's got every resource available to him but It is difficult when nobody knows how to communicate this way. Um, You don't have the physical opportunities that you're used to um, when you make that move. So that's kind of where my head's at. I don't really know if that even helps that much, but I I do think that uh, we'll know within the next couple of weeks where the NFL is, is looking.
1: That was great. Wow. So in terms of draft. So we just had our first virtual draft. How do you think they actually handled that with the means they had? Um, I thought it was
2: fantastic.
1: <laughs> Same here. Yeah. It was different.
2: Yeah. It definitely was. But again, it comes back to, you know, like I was saying earlier, and you were too, that there's this community factor. Like we are coming together. Commissioner Roger Goodell was hugging virtually hugging these guys like through the TV and it was hilarious. But also we got to see his basement, you know, he was at home. This guy who so many people see as not human, you know, he's used to being booed on stage when he goes up to uh, announce a pick. Exactly. And that's so sad. I mean, we get it. there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of stuff going on and this guy has to make tough decisions, but it was really amazing to see how human he is how human other um people in the league are to see each coach's hilarious little bunker whether it was their kitchen or you know cliff kingsbury's fancy bachelor pad but to see like bill belichick's kitchen and like his dog sitting in there it just made us all more human and feel like oh you know th- those nfl coaches they're just like us too and i, I think as much as so many things could have gone wrong, and who knows? There could have been more trades if this thing uh, was not virtual. But I think, actually, no. I'm sorry. I don't think I know that this was the most watched uh, draft ever because the there obviously there was nothing else to really watch for most people, <laughs> but because like the NFL cared, they put so much effort into thinking. Okay, look, let's make this a community effort. Let's come together. Let's donate. So it was so much more than the draft
1: that's true i think you you got a point with the connectivity mm-hmm. being able to to view people in their home i mean these are the coaches the players that we love so much idol icon and just watching them being regular folks mm-hmm. you know especially bill belichick every time exactly. i see him on the <laughs> on the football field he's always seems very angry and seeing him home chill oh he has a life okay
2: exactly so,
1: <laughs> so it was very connecting. Yeah, and you you're right about canceling those international games. I think it means a lot to the NFL to do it. That was a big decision. Mm-hmm. As much as Goodell get um the heat of things all the time, I think he got this one right. Um okay. I know that his you know, one of his goals always wanted to push out the NFL out to other country, you know. Mm-hmm. We've had games in London for a couple of years now. Now we went back to Mexico City, so hey. You know, just talking to European, they just won't say, oh, it's just an American game. They can actually see it. They can actually connect with it. So I think it's a always a good thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree with you more. And I, I know a lot of uh, football fans in other countries who are disappointed but understand. And uh, I, I think it is a huge testament to how much the league has really decided to up the human factor and, and take care of their fans and not just, you know, the players making millions of dollars
1: that's true definitely the the schedule to get back look hard on the NBA side than an NFL because I've I've said this before it's easier to to get prepared before you start instead of being midway a season and have to Mm -hmm. stop for a long time and coming for season for coming back from playoff that's going to be hard if they ever you know reopen the season again
2: yeah Absolutely. I mean, I think so many people would agree with me. The Lakers would have taken it this year if yep. things would have uh, fallen into suit and led us into the finals. But um, because whether they are able to pick things up in August, September or whatnot, uh, I was talking um, to Jamal Crawford, you know, longtime NBA yeah. player who was saying that he he thinks that things will pick up at the end of the summer, then they'll ha- take a break um, up until December. And I, I told him, I was like, you know, I don't even really start watching basketball religiously until Christmas Day because there's so much <laughs> going on anyway. And this made me realize, like, we have so many events going on all the time at once. It's so hard for fans to really consume sports. Yes when there's so much going on and I think people forget that like yeah it sucks not to have games but this time right now has made us realize like how grateful we are for games and the small joys that they bring us being able to go into a bar and enjoy that um, of course I'm hoping that the Lakers can uh, pick things up and we'll, we'll see what happens if playoffs do end up happening at the end of the summer. But. I definitely agree with you. It's much harder to get back into the swing of things. Um, We're very basketball-focused, though, right now with, you know, airing the last dance, and then that is what Uh is covered on um, SportsCenter. And there's just, you know, there's so much. Um, But but I do think that it is this kind of beautiful time for us to recognize the past. You know, Don Shula, legendary Miami Dolphins coach, most winningest NFL coach in history passed away today at 90 years old but I don't think he would have been commemorated the way that he has been and the way people are mourning the loss um what he symbolized in the sports community if we had so much going on right now if the the NBA the NHL the MLB were in full swing so um it it really is this I don't want to say blessing in disguise that's not the right word but it is this time for us to take advantage and and um you know reminisce and see yeah. what are the most important things in our sports community some things are bigger than the actual scores
1: mm, 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 mm. totally agree i agree with you being grateful i think we we took our sport, you know that's for granted i know i could just turn on and watch any yeah. game and be fine but now it's like damn i really miss sport mm-hmm. you really want it back now since we have you on a show we can't have you know female ladies journalists here, woman journalists here and not ask her you know the challenges that you know the genders faces in an mm-hmm. in the, in the arena of sport, whether you're a journalist, Alice or you know even a player yourself. every time we talk about sport and I was telling kid that earlier, that it feels like there's men's sports and there's women's sports. and the way I personally look at it is like it's just sport. Why could it be all together? But I think critics always say the intensity is different. The viewership makes it different. You know, a lot of people watch this and not a lot of people watch that. You know, and it's just like, but it's still the same sport. It's played with the same rule. You know, I think for me it's different. Now, from your perspective, what have been any challenges, if any, that you have faces trying to go through the hurdles and, and actually exerting the love and passion that you have for covering sport?
2: oh man well i could list stories and stories and stories for hours (laughs) let me tell you but uh one big one that comes to mind was i think it was december a couple months ago uh i was working with a trainer Mm -hmm. a couple times a week and you know he seemed like a pretty cool guy i was i had worked with him probably four months at that point and um you know i could kind of tell that he wasn't taking me totally seriously um but i just don't really you know usually care about that stuff so i just you know go and get my workout done use him for what i need him to be there for and uh but he always always would talk about oh like the game the night before blah blah blah, blah you know with mm-hmm. his other clients his male clients and i would try to chime in but like he would never really recognize what i was saying would never invite me into the conversation even though i'm like well okay i i okay. <laughs> have personally been on that sideline before, so I probably know more than you do, but anyway. Uh, So one time, he says to a male client, and I'm right there, um, he's talking about how the sports culture has changed over the years. (laughs) And he looks at his male client and then looks at me and says, no offense, Bridget, but I effing, drops an F-bomb, I effing hate female sports analysts what they have no idea what they're talking about no way it was unbelievable i could not believe that that came out of his mouth and then he went on to explain why and it was just unbelievable and to me yeah oh
0: lord wait a minute wait what hold whoa Whoa, oh wait yeah.
2: A well, he, he had and reasons? the funniest part was everything that he was explaining. I'm thinking in my head, "Do you even know what an analyst is?" It's pretty hard to be an analyst. I think yes. you're just thinking of all journalists in general, which is fine. But like, get the get the word right, you know? Because technically, yeah. I'm not an analyst. Uh, I don't think he realized what that means i think he thinks anybody holding a microphone is an analyst and that's obviously not the case there are tons of different categories and he just went on to say that basically women don't have any place in sports and that they he watches them talk and he wishes that he could only watch people who have played the game and the women just talk and it's distracting and they have no idea what they're talking about and he went on for ever and he was just like the only person that i can stand is doris you know and he's like he's of like course. he said A the lady with I the glasses that. that's what he said <laughs> and i said you mean doris and he was like oh yeah yeah yeah
1: and she's awesome
2: and so and she's classy. phenomenal but still it's not okay so so i'm like going and you know doing my workout and i'm just thinking in my i'm fuming and he comes over to me and says uh sorry bridget i um Or no, he didn't say sorry. He was just like, yeah, that's just how I feel. So I looked at him and I thought, okay, I can either let this pass or I can full-on stand up for myself. There's really not that many people in this gym right now. Mm -hmm. Who cares? And it's all men, whatever. So I look at him and I was just like, do you know what you just said? And that it was completely offensive. And he's like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And I said, you didn't hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. He said, you just offended and completely obliterated Every single woman who has a job mm-hmm. that is trying to prove themselves in a man's industry or what has been deemed as a man's industry. And he was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry I hurt your feelings. And I kept telling him, like, you have not hurt my feelings. I don't care. Right. Like, I am strong. And he kept trying to touch my shoulder. And I, like, pulled away. And he, he put his hands up kind of as if I was being crazy. <laughs> like, he was putting the the crazy woman card on me, you know, like I was because I was going off on him and I just said are you I I used you know very colorful vocabulary <laughs> But I just basically told him, you completely insulted me because this is the industry that I work in and what I have tried to prove myself as. um, and, And it's so embarrassing. I mean, you have a wife. Would you ever tell her that? Like, it was just really, really disgusting. And so I walked out that door and I, you know, sent him a text and I told him, you know, I hope you treat more of your clients with more respect and I will not be coming back and you know a whole thing and then I posted a whole Instagram about it and I blocked him so he couldn't see anything and of course I didn't say his name or anything but still um, it, to me it just was pretty incredible that that stuff still happens um, because I'm like okay if you're a smart guy at all at least keep it to yourself or say it to like I don't know say it to yourself or somebody at home that's safe like you're really dumb if you feel like you could say that to a woman um, but I'm kind of glad it happened it gave me something to uh light a fire under my butt and of course not be with such a misogynistic asshole so right. yeah yeah
1: it's hard to be an analyst i don't know why he even Rainer.
0: picked that specific Ooh, position to okay, exactly folks. well but and that's, that's my
2: point is that he doesn't know what an analyst is wow
0: because he sees he sees Stephen a yell yeah you know, exactly you right. so, see Stephen a smith yell all yeah. So thinks that, that's, that's what my
2: biggest is. thing <laughs>
0: so oh you know yeah, let's, unfortunately let's, let's that make does make me again happy because it, you happy it got me
2: fired up and a lot of people reached out and were like oh my gosh this is amazing you know thank you for standing yeah. up whatever because i posted it all over social so
1: i'm happy yeah <laughs> i've done yeah, this i would have done the same thing so
0: <laughs> i don't know what's, dudes come on this is not the, the yeah dudes this is not the right time to be doing that stuff you know what yeah. it is? Maybe he was going to be embarrassed sure. that you exactly. would have known more than him, and he'd have to sit there with the face, <laughs> <laughs> with the face that he didn't get ice cream. Uh, but the draft, the the one of the, would you say that's like the second, hmm. well, the third best part of football, besides the Super Bowl and, and yeah, opening, you know, I
2: would say definitely weekend. up there. Um, I would even say maybe better than opening weekend. For to me, the draft is just so magical because getting to see lives change right in front of you is so incredible. I love watching the players with their families in their homes, um, especially this Mm -hmm. year. You know, I was talking about that with you guys earlier. Just the human factor and how close Mm -hmm. we were um, with having a virtual draft. I, I just I cry every every year during the draft because the stories are so special. Um, I love seeing the moms all dolled up, usually. But um, this year, especially, like, people just really came together. And I, I think, for me, it, it, it comes down to being so much more than a game. Um, just watching a kid's dreams come true is, is really magical. All
0: right. Cool. All right. Well, I wanted to ask... So you know, every team they spend basically the entire year scouting new talent, and you know, trying to make cases to either move up or move down. So, who do you think had the best draft, and who had the worst?
2: That's a really good question.
1: That's coming to
0: us. Come on.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Here's the thing. I've got a. I've got a little.
0: (laughs) Listen, we're we're gonna get on your team in a minute. Don't worry.
2: I have a very, like, kind of weird opinion of how things went this year. Um, I I think because we are so focused on so many other headliner moves, you know, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. We are so consumed with what's going on that – people were so worried about it mm. so many people were so pissed off that jordan love was taken by the packers you know quarterback from utah state and mm. uh aaron Rodgers is not the friendliest guy in the world but i really do believe yes. you know he's about is it the same age that brett Favre was mm. when when rogers was picked up It's somewhere around the same time so it, it's kind of a telltale sign he's trying to repeat itself Exactly. History repeats itself. Aaron hasn't, you know, had as much success in the last couple years as normal. He's still a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Mm -hmm. somebody has to come in to replace him. Doesn't mean that Jordan Love's going to be starting anytime soon, but train the guy. You know, Jordan Love has had to adapt big time. Lost a ton of his starting players. All he had last year to work with was a starting freshman lineman who ended up getting hurt. And then mm. uh, he basically was just working with different puzzle pieces all year long. And so to watch this guy be so, um, he's so mature for his age. I talked to Jordan the day of his draft, right before he got picked up. Really did not seem like he knew that he was going to the Packers. Um, mm. I'm not really sure if that's completely true. Of course he said, I, you know, I won't go anywhere. I, I'd i be happy wherever. But I know that a lot of teams that are focusing on the successors and, you know, like even thinking about the Chargers, I think that picking up Justin Herbert was a fantastic move. To me, I think he should start this year. Um, I I know a lot of people feel differently. Uh, GM Tom Telesco said that that's not the plan, but I really do believe, you know, Philip Rivers is out with the Colts. Why not take a chance on a new face this year um, with somebody who has the same kind of mentality, the same kind of build as Rivers and what made the 2018, at least, season successful? I really do believe that the Chargers had a really strong draft class, and I think that um, led by Justin Herbert. And that's not only because I'm a Ducks Ducks fan, but, um, you know, I love Tua Tugavailoa, but I don't think that the Miami Dolphins uh, are going to be seeing... Any kind of changes anytime soon so that's kind of where my head is at I think it was a it was a quarterback centraled uh, draft class for sure
1: every time we talk about draft independent it really doesn't matter the sport it could be the N- NBA the NFL one big' always back the impact players. Most teams are looking for talent to come in and ready to, you know, hit the ground running, like they say, you know, ready with the skill set at the pro level. They always say he brings the skill set that the pro needs. And for me, it always seems that they're always looking at um, quarterbacks first. I think especially in the NFL, just like scoring ability does matter when we're looking at the NBA, someone that comes in either, lockdown defender or a scoring threat because mm-hmm. you know those are the two big things when we're looking at that so yes you're right in terms of impact those those three names that you called out yep they will definitely have you know maybe not maybe not the guy from utah yet but i can see him you know devote behind aaron roger exactly. and definitely become you know the starter eventually yeah
2: exactly who better to develop behind Mm. uh you know so much to learn from him and hopefully Aaron can just get on board and you know not be the jerky uh you know older (laughs) brother who leaves the younger brother behind it's true yeah exactly that's what i meant
0: yeah okay so last question yeah (laughs) So Rosa and I are on the East Coast And we also happen to be NFC East rivals cause I'm a Giants fan She's a Redskins fan And this is not a rivalry reported, You know that yeah. you It's not a rivalry it's on his way to the Big D If it's
1: not a, it's not a Cowboys Then we not talking yeah, yeah
0: I was just
2: going to say
0: I down thought down you right. were going to say
1: You were
0: a Cowboys <laughs> fan So Stop it Stop it You stop it No stop it No Um yeah, so like I said, Dalton's on his way down to the Big D. <laughs> How long
1: you have the baby with you?
0: Messes up. Do you think they'll start him?
2: Oh, are you talking? What, I heard. No, I, I heard Prescott. So I'm assuming you're talking about Cowboys. Yep. Okay. I couldn't hear the rest. I couldn't hear Let's the say, rest of your question. So.
0: Yes. Let's say the first four games Prescott goes one in three. Do they start Dalton?
1: You there, kid? I think he has his daughter with him. Okay. Maybe he All right. You back?
2: Okay. Uh well, I mean I would just say that um obviously the tides are turning, you know. Andy Dalton was like a giant
1: Oh. You heard that Bridget? So he said let's say, you know, the first four game, you know. Well, Bridget... my my
2: long, my answer is, you know, pay dak. Uh, obviously it was kind of crazy to see Des Bryant get out there and tweeting about Andy Dalton. I don't really think that that's like super responsible to nope do <laughs> little out of line but uh, you know that's what these young players kind of kind of do the Twitter's their thing I would have loved to see what the Cowboys looked like. Decades ago when they were you know on that when they were champions and what players would have uh, put out there on social media. So Mm. I I do think that yeah Dak deserves to get a good long term deal. Um, The whole Andy Dalton move was a little bit concerning. Um, He obviously has not done much in the last couple years obviously was with an organization that didn't have much to work with. But still I kind of think that Dalton is done.
1: I agree with you, but I've always looked at things from a different side of things. I've always mm-hmm. looked in business <laughs> side, wow. you know, from a perspective right. of a team. I'm a fan, mm-hmm. but also I'm a, always put myself as an owner. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we, we big rival with the, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I'm a rescue oh, yeah. fan. We really don't care about what they're doing on the side. Of,
2: exactly,
1: <laughs> you're happy. <laughs> I'm happy, whatever. Do whatever, but mess it up. Yeah. Um, but from an owner perspective, you always have to have a plan B. And I've heard this many times in sports, even in the creative field, I've always said take care of business first. You know, loyalty means a lot. But always remember, if you're, you have good of a talent and you're not paying them, they will leave. You know, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and it, it surprised me, shocked me. When Tom Brady left New England, people kept telling me that. I was like, no, I can't see him. He's going to retire there. How can you leave a place where you play your whole career? At that point, if it's me, I'd be scared of change. I I wouldn't know what to do under a new coach, a new playbook. But he said, no, I'm leaving. So sometime it just resumed itself for either a change of scenery or because because to be to be honest with me, that relationship took a crack. Between Doc and and the Cowboys, you come back, give me that long term that I want. And how long have I been have they been trying to work on long term contract? Mm-hmm. It's going on two years now. Mm-hmm. Now, it, something happened there, and you know, either we go in and the team, a lot of people get hurt, and I request a trade, or something happened. It, always, you as an organization, you always have to also look at business side, and let me bring someone in. Just in case, you know, they they want a fresh start. He really never really worked with the type of caliber of defense we have and mm-hmm. the offenses player that we have. You know, give him another good look while we keep trying to, to keep our starter here. So, yeah, it's a mixed bag.
2: Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. You're so right on the business side. You know, what Jerry Jones does have going for him is that the Cowboys are a business They are the team that gets the most TV exposure because they have branded themselves as America's team. Even though that's not really true anymore, like, I don't meet meet as many Cowboy bandwagon fans as I used to. Mm -hmm. But still, they have that reputation. They always play on Thanksgiving Day when nobody else has anything to watch. Uh, They have so much of the pageantry that has nothing to do with winning or losing. So they get the fans to keep coming back. Jerry Jones is a brilliant man when it comes to that. Their stadium is incredible. There's always going to be the fans die hard no matter what. Uh, You know, if only Cleveland had that, it would be a completely different franchise. (laughs) But seriously, I do think that the Cowboys are a different kind of beast. They're not even, like, close to uh, what – every other team in the league experiences as far as the fan base goes you know we have the fair weather fans on most teams you know once a team is playing well everybody loves you when a team is doing poorly you know bye no fans but that does not happen with dallas and i think that's why they can get away with moves like this because as much as um as much as fans want to be loyal to Dak, two other players who have come and gone,
1: mm.
2: it doesn't really matter in the end because they're still gonna be fans.
1: Yep, that's true. They're everywhere. They've taken over DC. Everywhere, oh yeah. They're calling DC Dallas Cowboys, nice. so we need them out. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah, that's probably the worst place they could be, so.
0: <laughs> we all do. All right, cool. Okay, this was fun. Oh, I'm happy. I want football back now.
2: Yeah, definitely. We're all ready for it.
0: We got to be ready for it. So, Bridget, right. we have one more question to ask you before you go. Now, we when we bring on podcasters or interviews, we do have a game that we play called 10 Random Questions. And it's basically 10 questions that we curate five regular questions just to get you warmed up. And then five questions that we cater specifically to our guests. Yes. And you know, just the fun way to get into your personality, see how you feel. (laughs) They're real friends of the world. So we always ask if our guests, if they would like to play or not, we don't hold it against you. So we would like to ask if you'd like to play 10 random questions.
2: Sure. You got it.
0: Cool. She's gonna play <laughs> we're like four and oh now nobody said no yet. Play the sounder. Ten questions. Okay. We're gonna begin. And I always ask these five, I always ask everybody. And they're all PG, so nothing, nothing explicit. Number one, are you Team Apple or Team Android?
2: Team Apple.
0: Yes. Jesus Christ.
2: Yes. What world are you living in? Oh
0: my god. I'm, I'm living with the robot. Uh, he I'm is. living with the robot. <laughs> so it's all good. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure i will meet more Apple than Android people. It's fine. <laughs> Number two, favorite TV show of all time.
1: Oh, gosh. Mm. That's always a good I one. I think
2: all time is a hard question. Uh, oh, man.
0: We'll, yeah, we'll switch it l- to do recent.
2: I I love Schitt's Creek, and I'm so sad it just ended, but I love it. It's really good.
0: OK, OK, Shit's Creek. I might have to put that on my binge list. It's so
1: yes, I, I need to. Yes.
0: OK, number three, okay. go to movie genre.
2: Um, can I say TV shows? I don't really have a movie genre. I'm uh, t- That's TV fine. shows. I, I love true crime and um, anything really dramatic. I love documentaries. Yeah, that kind of stuff.
0: Cool. All right, cool. Favorite musician
2: uh probably stevie nicks nice
0: nice <laughs> see we go old school here and number five one of my favorite questions you're in a room with someone for an hour you it doesn't matter who it is and you could just have a conversation with them who is it
2: oh i'd want to be in the room with dennis rodman <gasps> <gasps>
1: You heard he's difficult to to interview. Did you Did you? Yeah, hear? I,
0: I <laughs> want oh, to do that Robin. so badly. Nice. I'm going to. I think he's on. I think he's on Twitter. I might forward this when I when we put it up. We, we see if we can. I help really you like out. it.
1: I, I don't know who did his most recent interview, but pretty much he the guy came on this morning and said he was so difficult. He asked for a sub before he starts, and it nice. was like, yeah, you just gave it to him. I do the same thing. Exactly. Bring me Whatever a soda, diet, please. Want cherry Yes.
0: okay (laughs) now here's your five curated questions Bridget number six now this is going to be a hard uh, more of a what do you call it more of a objective opinion but who's the best quarterback of all time
2: I would have to say Tom Brady definitely
0: (sighs) Mm. I know See, I wasn't going to say I that. I, I was going to say Joe Montana because he didn't lose. Yeah, yeah, but there's
2: so many more obstacles these days.
0: Yeah, true.
2: And he's playing a really
0: long time.
1: Yeah, I would say Tom Brady okay, just sure. because he's my of my generation.
0: If I've seen yeah. you watch, and. Then... You're supposed to say, Jim, you're supposed to say Theismann.
1: i watch. See him watch.
0: How am I going to? Exactly, it's different. It's different. He's, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Your favorite position in football?
2: I have a huge appreciation for the kickers. I think that they get such a bad rap and meeting different kickers and seeing what they go through, the intensity and all the pressure that's put on them. I mean, it's like being a goalie in soccer. Mm -hmm. You're either the hero of the team or you're the villain. So I I really have a huge appreciation for kickers.
1: I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I feel bad I feel bad for my guy back in 2011, the dude on the Ravens when he missed that when he missed that
1: chip yep, shot. Oh, so we do. I play soccer too. So. Yes,
0: yeah, you get it. <laughs> yes. Mhm. Okay. Favorite actor or actress?
2: Uh Reese Witherspoon probably. Yay.
1: She's nice. so sweet. Yeah, I love her. I don't I don't know if she 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 had a bad movie. I really don't think she ever had a yeah, bad movie. Yeah, I really don't either. Everybody else does, but for her, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. If you you've just earned a minority stake in an NFL team, who do you go to? Hmm.
2: Oh, the Chargers. Easy. Yeah. I knew it. Jeez. <laughs> what kind of question was that?
1: I called it before you said it. I was like, Is I'm it just keep because quiet. they
0: moved to LA, or is or is just you know they started me off?
1: she was part oh, of the my, organization yeah, my
2: allegiance is to them forever
1: forever
0: okay, okay that's fine that's fine i, I agree with wrong you with that. nothing wrong with that I, i'd stick Loyal with the hometown you. giants you know the, listen we have four Bizarre. you have three we have four you have three sit down last one <laughs> if you could switch out your career path where's your next journey
2: Uh, I really want to work on prison reform.
0: Nice.
1: Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Prison reform.
0: Nice. I won't mention his name, but, you know, hopefully he could get more. We could, maybe what he's done can spark a movement because Lord knows we need it.
2: Yeah. I I think it's coming.
0: Yeah. (sighs) That was fun.
1: That was amazing. This
0: was, this was fun. Sometimes fun.
1: We need to do this more often. Awesome. This, this, it almost made me feel like sport was back, Bridget. You R- oh. really brought sport yes, back into so my heart.
0: Thank <laughs> you. I mean, I'm going to I'm go on listen. YouTube now and watch. I'm going to watch the soup, the 2011 Super Bowl again. There you
2: go. Yeah. Sometimes you just so, need those gems. Yes. Love
0: it. Rose when was the last time your team won. I'm going to go back and
1: watch. What was that? What was the
0: last time your team won?
1: I'm gonna go back and watch the 2011 um, NBA championship where the Mavericks won. There you, know. you go. Yes.
0: Okay. Miss <laughs> uh, Bridget. We only Case. had Dirk,
1: and we we took down Lebron. You did not you know? have only
0: Dirk. Stop that.
1: Other players. You, Who was that? Sean guys, Marion. You Jason Terry. You guys
0: took. Or the Orlando Magic's playbook in '09 and just did it better.
1: Listen. All so. I know is that we took down the big three of Miami. Yeah, no, that's
0: fine. Whatever. we were great. That's fine.
1: And, of course, it was a lockdown period. Did you see what happened? Every time my team wins something, there's always something that yes, happened. Yes,
0: she's a Nats <laughs> fan, and, of course, they, they beat the cheating team, and then there's no baseball. I know. I hey,
1: know. it's going to yes. come back.
2: It is going to come back. But, hey, that was karma. I really do believe that was karma. Yes.
1: Oh, man.
0: I mean, it's still. Yes. if baseball doesn't happen, I mean – I was, I, even though I hate the Yankees, I was going to go pay for tickets to go see them mm-hmm. face the Astros.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine? I would be a little bit afraid. I honestly said this. I was like, it's kind of probably a blessing in disguise that yeah. MLB opening day was postponed because I think there would be a ton of, not, I don't know. I don't want to say like hate, but who knows what would happen. Violence, whatever it may be mm. when Astros came into any town. Um, you know, players yeah. obviously sounding off, but think about the fans, right? So, it's kind of yeah. a little bit of a blessing. Yeah.
1: And I hate losing. In sports, you yeah. hate losing. That's one thing. Dream. Dream. Losing
0: Dream. Bill's Dream. character. Don't. It's all good. Miss Bridget Case, thank you so much for coming on today.
2: You got it. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. No problem. Thank
1: you for your time, Bridget. <laughs>